0: Welcome to Live from Studio Venus. We are in the Trianon Gallery and we're you can just barely see a piece of Billy McCarroll's art called Enough. And I'm joined by Aaron Hagan.
1: Hello, so, hello.
0: Hi. Mm. So thanks for joining me.
1: You're welcome, glad to be here. Yeah, so I've, I've I've been
0: look. a fan of your work for a while. I like I, and you even
1: have some of my work, I think, don't you? I don't
0: know if I have yeah, one. I know you
1: have one with the little yes! the little Buddha box. I
0: do, which is a really box.
1: weird piece.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. why I kind of forgot because it's so different from what you usually do.
1: Yeah, it was for a specific exhibition. I think that it was le- for a le-
0: trapdoor one, wasn't yeah,
1: it? Yeah, yeah, it was probably the trapdoor. I often like. A lot of my art goes out to fundraisers. That's near and dear to me. If there's a fundraiser going on and they need some art, I'm usually right there. So I've been doing it for a long time.
0: Ah, nice of you. Next of you.
1: I think it's important to be related to the community it's a way to get your art out there I guess if you're not really good at marketing your art which I'm not <laughs> um, it's a good way to at least you know people see it out there and then people have it in their homes and that's the imp- most important thing to me is for the art to be seen
0: yeah. and
1: to be enjoyed rather than sit in my basement so.
0: Yeah. Good call. Because I've got a lot of art sitting in my basement. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's hard. Selling is like the hardest thing about. Yeah. And and, and when I
1: started as an artist, it was never an intent to me to sell work. Yeah. Because when I was like in art school, Um, In college, you're just doing assignments for one and you give them to family and friends just this is what I'm up to these days Merry Christmas, but Merry exactly (laughs) right and and so that was definitely Christmas birthday mostly Christmas gifts Um, But then at university uh, they really encourage you to have a lot of uh, uh, Explanation or content or meaning or uh, you know You have to at least justify what you're doing and be able to talk about your work so it kind of, I, I wasn't really that, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't make any work with the on tent. like it was always an idea driven, it was content driven, it was never abstract, it was always really? representational, I used to do a lot of social documentary work, wow. so like taking photos, and then working from the photos and doing that kind of thing with a statement and an idea yeah. and I never sold one of those and never wanted to because I didn't want to profit off of you know social documentary art or social realism where you're having like a comment or a connection between the community or or the downtrodden or the underdog or some kind of story yeah and because it's it seemed weird to me so I still own all those I except for this one series I gifted to an organization in town but yeah they're all in my basement and I bring them out to show people yeah this is what I did once upon like, a what? time <laughs> yeah it doesn't connect to what I do now because now right. I'm strictly like Almost exclusively an abstract artist and just bright, colorful, bold art. And
0: is is your work it it feels like it's very intuitive, is it? Or do you start with drawing something?
1: Mm. I don't start usually with like a drawing. I sometimes carry a sketchbook, not very much. I mostly I call my I call my art studio it's actually called Impulse Studio, so that kind of explains that. Yeah. And so I, I might start with an idea like I want to do a circle based uh, painting or I want to do organic lines or I want to work with this color palette. Yeah. And that's as much as I play out and or as much as I plan out. And then the rest kind of plays out like it's it's a reaction off of a shape or a color and then then informs the next decision. So I really don't. Yeah, it's it's very much intuitive and it's fun because. It's a fun way to paint for me. And I like to just constantly be making decisions. And every once in a while, I'll work on a piece. And if it's big, like, you know, more than say three by four or a larger format painting, um, I will make a color decision and I'm outlining a shape. Over a, a large canvas, and then I'm committed for the next two hours to paint that line. So then it it's not very fun. <laughs> it becomes work. It's like right. you know you make it. you it's the inspiration perspiration kind of deal. So but I sometimes when I paint with you've you've probably seen the drip paintings I do where I create a grid so that's really immediate fun that's almost my favorite method that I've stumbled across in my in my experimenting yeah because it's like I've got this grid but then I just choose a color and color swatch and it's very like there's thousands of decisions well literally on a big one thousands of decisions to make Um, But definitely hundreds even on a small piece where I'm just doing color swatches and then the next color comes into play and just playing off different sort of compositions and color relationships and
0: yeah. Yeah. And your work, I mean, I sort of have seen it evolve in, you know, over the time that I've known you. Um, But it's always been sort of bright and always been, and do you use acrylic? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm almost exclusively an acrylic painter, although I've uh, just recently been dabbling in watercolor just to do some studies to play around. And I bought actually a really interesting little cheap set of watercolors, they're called pearlescent. So they all have like this glimmery kind of pearly, mother of pearl sort of sheen to it and so they're quite shimmery and and it's it's nice and it really cheap and i'm <laughs> sometimes i'm usually pretty frugal with my art practice so i uh, if i have, have found have mat- yeah if i have like found <laughs> materials pieces of wood ply i'm almost, in the last maybe three or four years i've been more um interested in like buying plywood and working on cutting that down and doing specific shapes and been doing a lot of like things. I'll get at Michael's these little twelve by twelve inch and and just get like a pack of three for twenty those bucks. Those wood ones, yeah, the wood I ones, love and then those. and they have like a side. Yeah, kind of, they so, have a nice profile. Yeah, so they have a nice profile, so yeah. they're basically finished when you're done. You don't have to frame them and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So. so I and and every once in a while I'll have like a find or a trade for materials and. And I'm always bartering for art, so that's how my whole art <laughs> collection at home, which is pretty extensive. Like, yeah. I probably have at least fifty original works of art in our really home. Really nice. Yeah, and they're almost all trade, and so yeah, it's it's a it's a nice way to build. And and you have that story and that connection. You're not just going to a store and buying something for your walls. So there's, oh, totally. I love yeah. knowing the artist. I think that's an important part of the story and. Yeah.
0: And we're lucky. There's so many artists that live here in Lethbridge. You know, like, there's no reason not yeah. to have um, <laughs> original art mm-hmm. in your in your home for sure.
1: Yeah, and and if, if if I my first my first painting I sold was in college, and it was just an I was messing around with abstract one summer, and a, a friend, a, a guy I worked with, um, kind of a mentor. He he worked with this, this is back in Grand Prairie and he, uh, he bought this weird tree sculpture that I made out of plaster and wood, and he bought uh, a painting from me, and it was like my first sale, and I couldn't believe I got all this money for this stuff.
0: <laughs> and then
1: when I came to university, um, my first sale here was, and I was never intending to sell, I was just posting some stuff to the, and I did do a little bit of abstract just for fun one night, right? it wasn't part of my like studies or anything like that. So, but the Dean, Ches Skinner, oh, he, yeah, he, yeah. he noticed these Jackson Pollock, uh, re, you know, rip offs, <laughs> inspired <laughs> yeah, works yeah. by Jackson Pollock that I did. And he bought two of them and it, it gave me beer money for a month. So that <laughs> was, that oh, was pretty isn't that, cool. Yeah. Well, when
0: you have the uh, chair of the department, <laughs> yeah. find enough worth yeah. and buy them. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He got a deal. I, in t- my standards today, what I would sell those, even though as copies, I don't know if I'd sell them for very much. But, but uh, yeah, you sell. It's it's so crazy because a friend of mine, when they graduated with their degree, uh, their prices kind of went like quadruple, and I'm like, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> And, and, but then you kind of, you get your little certificate and you earned it and well, yeah. And, and then it's, I, I don't know, do I want to take this art career thing seriously? And, and now like having a full-time job at Casa, I work there full-time and I don't need art to pay the bills luckily, and I just need to be in the arts to pay yeah, the bills, yeah, yeah. but um, but yeah, it's it's an awesome job I have, but um, the so I'm not really out to try and, you know hit the pavement trying to drum up the next sale, right? So I did toy around with, you know, can I be a career artist? And I just decided it wasn't quite for me I yeah, so I'd rather have rather have a day job, and, and what were you gonna say?
0: I was just gonna say it's it is pretty tough, right? It's few you, and far between. We all sort of have those Well, not you. You've got a job at Casa, which yeah. we did talk about Casa when we talked to Darcy Logan. But Casa is our community art center. Yeah, we call it that. Yeah, um,
1: it's a major multi-purpose facility. S-
0: yeah. yeah, amazing facility that we're so lucky to have. And what do
1: you do there? We may as well. So I manage the the arts, the clay studio, that er, aspect of the 3D studio. There's a wood studio, wood shop, and then there's the clay aspect of things. So I take care of that uh, with, of course, the help of the team there. And uh, Brad Gorick is is our, um, he's our facility, what is the official title? I want to say facility. It's not that, but anyway, we'll say the facility manager. Um, but yeah, he he runs the wood shop. He manages that, maintains all the equipment there, and then I, with the help of the team and Ethan Roth, uh, another technician in the clay area, we take care of the clay studio and recycle the clay. And and we have also volunteers and other staff that um, help out and and then in the classroom I maintain and and I ship in all the clay we need and take care of the orders and do the studio orientations because we have a huge studio and we have studios for textiles and photography and painting and drawing and printmaking and woodworking and clay and I probably missed some but um, Anyway, there's a dance studio as well, that that would be something more people would book or or take classes there, but the the actual art studios, people can... um, just pay an annual or monthly fee and they can belong, they can have uh, access to the studio. That's what I
0: heard, 24 hours a day.
1: Yeah, it used to. I don't know if after COVID if we're yeah, going to go back right to that, now. but yeah. we'll see. But uh, yeah, it was definitely 24 seven access. You just get a, a access pass. You could go in the middle of the night minus the wood shop for safety right. concerns. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh, an amazing thing, and like for two hundred dollars a year, you could have open-ended wow. access, which is like sixty cents a day no, if you wow. went every day. Yeah, and it's so cheap. It's obviously subsidized by the city, and the city is so awesome to believe in the arts enough yes. to build a place like that and then to continue to maintain it every year. Yeah, and yeah, so I, I work for the Allied Arts Council, of course, who manage the the building yeah. and stuff like that, but.
0: And you you describe yourself as a technician there, but you're also a teacher. I teach. Yeah, that's yeah, right. So <laughs> I didn't quite finish
1: my ed degree at the university. I got really close, yeah. but um, it kind of overwhelmed me to say the least. It was a pretty demanding program right, and yeah. I, I probably oh. could have made a swing of it, a go of it. My parents are both teachers and I thought I had that madness in my blood, but I, I, I like the smaller class sizes at CASA, yeah. 30 kids, not quite my, you know, skill level with classroom management, but 10, 12, I can do this. Yeah, and, and of course, you're also teaching kids that want to be there, like they're there for the art experience, you know, wholeheartedly, and we teach like foundational skills in pottery and there's painting classes and all year round normally. Um, COVID, we have, haven't had anything going on with classes, minus like some art kits that went out and stuff like that, some curbside um, services since December. So hopefully we're going to be open and going for the summer. We've got summer camps slated out and I'll be teaching a number of those with a, a partner like will be team teaching yeah. um, and there'll be groups ages 6 to 9 and then 10 to 12 and then there was also a youth art camp in there in the summer so I, I really wholeheartedly believe in the organization I work for and the stuff I get to do all the kilns I get to unload all the artists I get to work with so it's like I may not be doing art my own art all day but it's not an exhaustive job where you just like, you go home at the end of the day and you're just like, I don't know I think about art. Cause it's, it's actually inspiring. So yeah, yeah. sometimes I get, ins- you know, ideas on what I could do with my own abstract art from just, I think it rubs off, but yeah. I was
0: I had a, a professor at the university who said, don't get into the um, facilitating of art or putting up exhibitions cause your practice will suffer and just talking to darcy logan last
1: his sure week doesn't or whatever well neither
0: is yours <laughs> but and he's so he's like he been in true.
1: the thick of it like full time like i was part-time with the allied arts council for many years whereas he was full-time i think right, right since graduation oh really so he's been full-time since about 2003 i think oh,
0: good for him. he's been with
1: them for i don't yeah. know what is that closing in on 20 years <laughs> but, I know. but uh, so we know we're I've been with you. the organization for over 20 years but I I was been full-time since 2012 so next good year will you. be my 10 year yeah
0: good for you maybe I'll get
1: it more holidays Suzanne <laughs> maybe asking Suzanne about that yeah maybe you'll get a pin <laughs> I get a pin there you go no more holidays for you here's a pin there you go. So
0: you were talking about your studio. Is that a place that you go to when you already know you're going to create and you have something in your mind, or do you kind of spend time in your studio? Do you? S-
1: oh, do I just go down there? Yeah, and, you and just go down and, and read,
0: and or or is it a, it's an active?
1: No, place? it's an active studio. I do yeah. go down there to organize and plan a bit, um, make a nice space to work in, paint walls. Um, yeah, like, go get my supplies. And a, a lot, I think a lot of it is it was this funny CBC National Film Board thing. And Darcy used to bug me. We were roommates for a number of years. And uh, there's this video called Getting Started. And it's kind of the story of my life sometimes. Is <laughs> I, I'm very easily distracted and side, side-noted. And, and so it's a story about this guy wanting to write his next piano concerto or whatever he's doing and he's sitting at his piano but you know he's doing everything in the room but getting started on his piece and I feel sometimes I'm like that in life so it's like I can I can become very passionate about a lot of things but I gotta just you know make sure I complete things before I but yeah getting started so sometimes I like to I'll clean the house yeah when i have that book report due in school or something like <laughs> that right so the house has never been cleaner so
0: like, yeah that was university right? yeah it would be like yeah it's like do i have to so write that paper
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah academia should. was not my friend i did great in studio yeah but i mean i did good with the papers for Leston's class yeah because i i the incentive was if you kept in uh, i think it was a 90 average or 85 or something you didn't have to write the final. And oh. I hate final, I hate tests, yeah. Yeah. I hate time things because it stresses me out. And so I'm just like, if I, if I do really well in my assignments, I don't, and I never wrote a final in his courses. I think I took three courses from him. So I, don't, I took one from him and
0: I think I had to write an exam. I don't remember that option. <laughs> okay, so speaking of school, let's mm-hmm. let's go back. Let's go back to to little you. Were you always
1: Well, like, like way little? Like, yeah, like oh. were
0: you an artsy kid? Were I, an I artsy wasn't
1: kid? an artsy kid. I was more of a um, of a sports kid. I liked yeah. baseball. I liked skiing, cross-country skiing, downhill skiing, tennis. Uh, anything physical was fun for me. I wasn't like a super athlete and like I did play on the volleyball team and I played badminton and stuff like that, but I played all sorts of sports and I really enjoyed being active bike riding all, m- mountain biking, what do you call it, Norco, whatever <laughs> whatever bike, I, I didn't have the yeah, dream, I, I didn't have that. the dream bike, I probably had the Norco, <laughs> yeah. but, but uh, yeah, I come from humble beginnings. But uh, no, I, but a funny thing though is I have an, an old uh, journal yeah. that we had to keep in grade two and I still have it and I've got proof and it says, I like art best. Oh. So yeah, or oh. art is my fi- I like arithmetic, spelled, <laughs> spelled wrong, uh, but I, I like, I, it says I like art best and I like gym, Jim, J I M. <laughs> so, and a lot of comments on food. I had I had half. I there's a journal entry. I had half an apple in my lunch, <laughs> and I'm thinking, were we that poor mom? Yeah, half an apple. I only got half an apple. Yeah.
0: It's it's cool. But no, I've always
1: like I always like, my mom always encouraged the arts because yeah. she was a drama major in school and English and drama majors. But my dad was a really accomplished artist. He he was a um, amazing portrait artist. He could. He's done my portrait three times mm. every ten years, and yeah, like he, he's done like over two thousand portraits in this province. And um, he's passed away now a few oh. years ago. Um, but my my mom was always encouraging art growing up, taking us to the galleries and plays and things like that. And
0: where did you grow up?
1: Mostly in the Grand Prairie area. Oh, okay. Yeah and lived in a small town for about five years and then another small town bit. And then I did my junior high high school in Grand Prairie. So that's where I, and then I did college there too as well later. Yeah. But um, no, I was just gonna say um, with, with uh, the art, like I, I always was encouraged to do art. You know those things like doodle art, have you ever heard yeah, of those? Yeah. So we, we would get to pick out our doodle art Thing, and you just go wild with color right yeah. and try and I would try and color in the lines and <laughs> and I was a pretty pretty uh particular kid I was you know very conscientious was always a word used in my in my <laughs> report, um, cards? report cards <laughs> he's very conscientious and I didn't know what that word meant but I kept so getting, good? getting good grades so yeah. it's all good yeah but um yeah no I was I was took took my studies pretty serious until about grade 12 and then I just wanted to be done with it yeah. so that didn't really help. I would have had a lot harder time getting into college and university but I went back after being out five years yeah. and then they consider you a mature student and at that point when you're like 23 they'll, they'll let too, anybody right? in <laughs> like they're literally <laughs> like you're gonna try and do something with your life come over here we'll set you up. <laughs>
0: I did I did that too but I went back as a mature student. Okay. I think I was 30 or early 30s when I okay. went back. Okay. So I was And you probably you felt like student. a mom
1: compared to the kids, right? Oh, yeah, it's just totally. like like I felt like that when I was 23 with 18-year-olds. <laughs> I'm like you guys haven't lived. You know, I'm remember, 23 like I know all about life.
0: <laughs> I remember being in a sociology class and I went to the college first. And there was these nurses that were in there. Nurses right. Were in the t- and they're like, ah, last night I saw Steve. And, nah, nah, nah. and I was sitting okay. there, and, and like I mentioned, I'm deaf in one ear, okay. and like, I couldn't that? hear.
1: Even when you are younger? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um,
0: and so I couldn't hear. And so I turned around and said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> this and is, I was like, is, oh, my God, audience. It okay. <laughs> But it was like, oh, man, but it was because being that mature student, you're like, seriously, I'm here to learn, not to hear what Michael did. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyways. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe not really, but so then you finished at Grand Prairie and you went to the college at Grand Prairie?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It took me yeah. three years to finish my two year diploma, but um, I got it. and. It was a pretty good program, like a really good program, where you learned really good foundational skills in uh, sculpture and painting and drawing. One of my teachers was Ed Bader, who's from Lethbridge. Oh, he's okay. had a show at Latrine on before. Yeah, um, He's a really amazing artist, great person. So he was my first painting instructor and I learned f- so much from him and And my drawing teacher, my first drawing teacher, who really kind of paved the way for inviting me to the program to the nth degree, his name was Lionel Allenham. And um, his son is actually in a pretty famous uh, country band called uh, Emerson Drive, if you've ever heard of them. They're like big in and national stuff. yeah, but um, at the time they were called 12 Gage, and I got to do a photo shoot with, <laughs> with his son oh, in, cool. in my photography class, so that yeah. was kind of neat. So that was my brush with fame. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so Lionel Allenham he, he, he basically really um, I took drawing no, he, he, I was taking a visual foundations course. It was called Visual Fundamentals, I think. and, and I took that course with him. And you had to have that to to go into the arts, and I wasn't sure I wanted to do arts, so I took like English because I knew I'd need English to get,
0: you know, any degree.
1: So I just get it out of the way because I'm not a fan of English. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I like to speak it, (laughs) um, and and then I took a philosophy class. So a philosophy, English, and visual foundations. Just Just philosophy intro. intro. Um, And so basically, I was just. uh, Those were my three. I was curious about philosophy and then uh curious about art would that be a path for me so I took that course and and then I he let me audit his drawing one class because I was like you know I had time I only had registered for three classes and that was considered full-time studies so I could get a loan and go to school because my actual original plan plan when I was going to college was I wanted to get a motorbike and cruise across North America so
0: you just want so it was either
1: motorbike (laughs) or go to school and I'm like well I think I missed the boat on school and it was like September 1st I'm like well too late for that I got to plan out this motorbike thing yeah I've got a thousand bucks or whatever it was and and so and all of a sudden I heard an ad on the radio and they're like the GPRC is still accepting I'm like still like don't they have their act together? It's <laughs> September. Why are they still accepting people? <laughs> so then I was, you know, I four days later I was in my first day of classes and just real got the whole thing snowballed and,
0: hmm. but,
1: um, yeah, the, um, where was I So while
0: well, we were we're sort of talking about the art program at Grand Prairie. Yeah. So, so somehow you, you took. The
1: yeah. So I took, so I ought, got to audit the, dr- pardon me, drawing class and basically Lionel just said yeah just show up come to the drawing class he's like really you should register for it it's not too late and I'm like no no I'm just trying this out he's like you're really good and you know he really encouraged me and so then I missed drawing one because I just audited it all semester yeah. so it was kind of funny because I ended up the second semester took drawing two with him and then year two I needed drawing three and four so the way it played out was I then registered for drawing, how did it go, I, I registered, I took three, then four, then I took one, because <laughs> like I still you, needed one, still had so to I finished it. four, and then I, and then my last year I took drawing one with this lady, and she's like, why are you in this class, like you seem to know what you're doing, like, Yeah. so that was kind of funny.
0: But yeah, a little bit of
1: a backwards way of learning, going yeah. to the, Yeah.
0: It's nice, though, that he let you audit, and yeah. that he saw your potential.
1: Yeah, and I, I, took, uh, I took lots of art history there, and part of the course was learning um, Photoshop, and learning, uh, not Illustrator, it was learning macro media director it was like an animation program yeah so I learned how to animate the traditional way where you just like draw draw little differences in drawings scan them in a scanner upload it in the computer and then it was very laborious I used to spend like sometimes seven eight nine hours in the lab just just scanning sheets and drawing and I remember doing like 500 drawing pieces of paper I drew on to do like a twenty-second animation. It's crazy. And, yeah, isn't it? it's it was nuts, and I was nuts. I was yeah. like, you don't need to do that, but I wanted. I I was well, like, I want like this to your, be in the animation, and
0: well, and it seems like in your work, like you are very um, fastidious. Isn't the right word? I can't can't think of the right word. But you're very like organized, and you sort of. It seems like you, yeah. So I mean, I do some you're you're pretty abstract, chaotic stuff sometimes.
1: It's, but I'll tighten it up by the end, right? Like right. it could be start out really loose. And I've actually done a couple paintings where it's loose, like really just moving paint around. Yeah. But then I kinda have to make it balanced and if there's a little bit of color here, it's gotta be here, here, and here. And I learned that in school. If you if and whether or not it's even a heavy, a big blotch of orange Mm-hmm. put a little blue square down here just because it's a complementary color and then it'll balance that heaviness. And so we learned about composition and, you know, I learned all sorts of words that I never thought about, like composition yeah. and aesthetics. I didn't know what aesthetic was till I was like 23. Like yeah. maybe I did when I was you, younger. You but probably knew it what it was, just
0: didn't have the word for it.
1: Oh, I knew it. Yeah. yeah. But I think you'd think I'm with a parent, a parent who was an English major, I would have stumbled <laughs> across. The word, but <laughs> I remember because they're like you. You gotta understand your own aesthetic, and I'm like aesthetic. Is this a good thing? Like, yeah. so eventually I figured out what that was all about. But yeah, when I when I work loose, I usually do. T- I want to tighten it up. I want right. to make that the underpainting and like top it off with some really finessed work. Right. Yeah. I don't work. There's this lady. She's an uh, I'll get to that in a moment okay. I just keep that as a side thing because it's really a funny story um, but I think it's funny anyway yeah. but so so my partner Pam I was I was working We had a studio at McNally that was the last like you know out side of the house studio that I've had
0: which McNally studio is
1: just just south of town just if you're going to uh I don't know if it's a Ramada anymore but it's where scenic crosses Mayor McGrath heading south yeah and then it's about a mile or two out of town and then you just hang and then you go no that's where you go south so you're going you're actually heading east yeah you're heading east on scenic or over Mayer McGrath, out of town, on the way to like Sterling, that area. Yeah. And then you go right off the highway and...
0: It's a little ways out of town. Yeah, it's not far. Saying, it's like it's a five-minute drive. but it's, but, yeah. and there's, let's see, we've had, Leela's been a, a, a Rick and Gene, did you Rick have them? Yeah. Has been on too, so they have studios out there. So you Jean have, would be
1: a great person to have on your show too. I know, you? I've got yeah. to have her on one of these lot of artists so Diana's is Adney have you interviewed her yet or
0: no you no, got Diana's yeah.
1: like a, a like an amazing talent I, I finally have one of her works in my home I was able to coax her into a trade because <laughs> I can not like I mean yeah. I honestly I mean I could I could get a new roof from my house or afford yeah. one of her works from my, no that, it's not that crazy no, no, but but, but, yeah. but she has just amazing talent she's a landscape artist primarily but yeah um, I've yeah. seen her work. Yeah, it's I it's like her. it's it's comparable to me to like Surratt or like Monet. Like it's uh, it's that yeah. beautiful and serene, like just stunning stuff. Hmm. But no, I was gonna say uh, so. Pat, we're out at McNally. I work. I made. It took me about two hours to make this canvas. It's a three foot by three foot canvas. Yeah. And primed it, adjusted it, whatever. And then I'm. I'm just doing a quick little underpainting with blue and orange. I think I was did the cleaning out at McNally, so I think I was waiting. Pam helped me clean out there, so it was in a, in trade and barter for yeah. a studio was we cleaned the building. But anyways, I worked on this canvas for maybe half 20 minutes, half hour, yeah. and let it dry, and then I was about to take it home. Or to rework, to start it. Yeah. Because that was just a little simple underpainting, slopping some paint around. I was like, You gotta stop. I'm like, No, (laughs) what are you talking about? And so she convinced me with that one piece, and I I don't do it anymore, but she's (laughs) like, Can I have that? And I'm like, "Uh, You know, I I guess, like, it's not finished, but she's like, It is to me. So. I, Pam has that one. It hangs in our bedroom. So she oh. really likes it. Yeah, It's actually grown on me. Like it's kind of like, oh, I guess, I guess you could do that with painting. But it, I, if, I felt like if it takes longer to build the canvas than it <laughs> does to paint it, you probably got to keep going with that painting. But, but. that's
0: not true. But, and I've had paintings oh, like I, that before too, where I haven't had the guts to stop, right. like where I liked it, but I just thought, Oh, that went too fast. Or I just did a few strokes. And if I just had the guts to stop sometimes, it, yeah. it's hard, right? Because we do feel like we didn't do enough or there should be more time in it. or. And sometimes I think it's, it's in itself knowing when to quit is something we learn. Yeah. Or maybe not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, i trying to remember that story I wanted to tell you. But yeah, I, I know can, that I was going to remind can't, you. I can't, it, it was, what um. was it?
0: i thought you said it was about a lady but maybe you. oh it is thank you
1: so i used my very first art studio out of school was the oliver building yeah Yeah. the the original housing of the potemkin uh, gallery and the potemkin group which is like an artist collective in a way and and so anyways i was working on some paintings abstract i was you know out of school and now I can do whatever I want and so I was getting really into this abstract thing and I was doing a lot of organic lines so and I would I think I was telling you before if I would make a decision and then I would make this you know right this color that would go on and on and on and it'd be a two hour mark so every color decision two hours here so lots of time mm-hmm. and that's also a thing that I didn't really agree with when I started art was I thought painting was a, a one-off you you start a painting you work for a session you finish it and you're done like I didn't think you yeah. would go back to a painting for weeks and months and now I'm different but um anyway so this show came and at the time it was like sag drink a few things get some free yeah, food yeah. go to the tree and on come here have some more free food get some more drinks and then Potemkin the <laughs> that was the last where all the We're major all drunk. drunks show up they're just partying <laughs> checking out whatever art just trying to be passed off as art over there and mm-hmm. and so I hadn't left I was still helping set up the show or something I'm like Oh, these are some great new paintings I've done. They were pretty big, like four or five feet, and and they're, um, yeah, I thought I was really happy with how they turned out, and they were pretty crisp line work and pretty, you know, nice nice paintings. And I'm I'm like, I've done a good job here. I'm pretty proud and proud to show them off. Proud enough to show them off and put them out there, right? And then and I'm like, well we're ready. Great right, guys for the, you know, and that was closing on an eight, nine o'clock. So now we could go and start the loop if we wanted for ourselves and then end up back there. And I go, I made the mistake. <laughs> I don't know if it's a mistake or kind of the mistake. Cause I, I go to the SAG not knowing what is there Yeah. and a famous, I will, I, I don't know how famous she is, but she's incredible. And her name is Angela Leach. Yeah. And Angela Leach does these op art paintings, kind of like Bridget O'Reilly, is it Bridget Riley or Bridget O'Reilly, Bridget Riley, I think. Anyway, Bridget Riley like paved the way for op art back in, I think it was the 60s. But this lady, Angela takes it to like the next level and her colors, look up Angela Leach, folks, <laughs> L-E-A-C-H, Angela, she will blow your mind. I walked up to some of the canvases, which some were like 10, 12 feet running by six. And I couldn't imagine them taking less than 500 hours of painting because the detail and the crispness of the line, like she must have had some sort of a apparatus to like lift the line to create the perfect line and the next color. And they'd be like crazy. like checkerboard with vantage points and there was one painting where if you walked up to this is the wall if yep. you walked up to the side of the wall the painting went like oh, this wow. it was the craziest art i've ever seen in my yeah. life and then <laughs> and then my <I laughs> suss down the street <laughs> And I wanted to take it down and Aww. put it back in my studio. No. And I wanted to quit painting. Like if, if that oh hit God. me that hard, I'm oh like, wow. what the hell am I doing? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is what painting is. And then I'm, no. and then there's what I do. But I still have fun <laughs> with painting to this day. And I enjoy the process. And I, I enjoy making the next painting. And it's kind of funny because I have this weird, I think a lot of artists do, either you have a really critical voice in your head that I'm not worth you know I shouldn't be painting and then there's times where you get elated and you finish a painting and it's like that's like the best painting I ever did and it's not and you forget but at least if you can get to that point with each painting and finish it and say it's a good painting yeah um that's kind of where I like to get with each new work is just like happy enough to call it complete and but Angela Leach I'm telling you if you're out there like let's do a trade one day (laughs) uh, (laughs) where are you Angela where are you (laughs) oh someone's here
0: oh hey who's here um we have a couple of guests here so um we, uh, they're going to join us into our oh. podcast, that's who else is oh. coming, they wanted to just say hi. <laughs> so I'm lucky we've had both of them on the, yeah. the show already, yeah. so Darcy and Alexis, and yeah, when, See they, ya. Bye, when they heard you were, were coming on, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pretty sneaky. <laughs> See, I know, pretty, pretty sneaky,
0: and you have all the chocolate now. <laughs>
1: yeah, do you want some? And no. Are you, you sure?
0: Yeah, thanks yeah. though. Um, and you have stamps.
1: Stamps! Oh yeah. my goodness! Wow! I know. So these are. She. I think she said these are from Carrie. So that would be Carrie Onkin, who's also an artist. You could yep. interview. She's an awesome artist. She's went to school for a couple different things. She became a dental hygienist. I think it's that's her role there. And then she um, just went back to do. I want to say art therapy, but she's in the 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 arts. Yeah. therapy program i think at the college um, she, th- there's more to it than that because i there's not really a good art therapy program in town that i know of there may See, be. this
0: is this is just like what Lexis said yeah. You're talking about all the other artists well I'm, I'm saying she's she's
1: <laughs> given me these but i don't think these are for me these are for casa because oh, oh. they're because we like to do like for the classes like i teach um, in a program called the amapa which is accessibility modified art programs for adults formerly the special needs program yeah and that's for like adults with um, different date abilities or or limited abilities and physical disabilities that kind of thing yeah. um people with mental illness people with um uh, learning disabilities as well like the d- There's a terminology for it. I just can't think of it, but um, yeah, so different, different just to, to cater to their individual needs a little bit more smaller class sizes, more one-on-one. We even have now two wheelchair accessible wheels at Casa. Oh so they're like really expensive and Katie so Bruce are um, what's what what's it's it's like... a wheel for, for throwing pottery like oh, oh, on the wheel. That, that's what you mean. And oh. but you can like roll right up to it wow. like with side platforms and it can raise and lower for any size wheelchair or like little kids yeah. up to adults yeah. in wheelchairs. Cause they're like five wow, grand each. that's
0: amazing. Yeah,
1: our education coordinator, Katie, she she we had some reserve money in our budget at the end of two years ago, and she put that toward those that's two wheels. That's amazing. Um, I was trying to get a grant for it, but that kind of was like laborious. I know you're yep. good at grants, but. Oh. Not as good as Leela. I think Leela's the yeah, queen think, of grants in this city.
0: <laughs> well and I think too, the more grants you get, the easier yeah. it is to get grants to Then right? you because get your... to know
1: how it works. Yeah.
0: And, yeah.
1: I've never got a grant that I can think of. I got like a
0: How many of you applied for, Aaron?
1: Well I applied for the <laughs> I applied for the Rutherford going into oh, yeah, college yeah. and that was an automatic. You just yeah. had to submit your grades and yeah, they give you that 300, was great. 500, 700. Yeah. Didn't get it for grade 12 because like I told you earlier, I gave up in grade 12 yeah. and didn't want to try working <laughs> hard in school. But yeah, anyways, so these stamps will be good for um, the classes, like in, pressing into clay. Right, into clay. Yeah, or you could use it for printmaking or whatever, but I'll pass these along and use them with my students.
0: You were meant, uh, mentioning too that part of the different abilities and, and um, challenges, and one was... Um, mental illness yeah. so how is th- that so interesting to me I had no idea so is it treating people with anxiety or is uh, it it can be com-
1: anxiety it could be depression it could be like schizophrenia bipolar it could be any basically mm-hmm. we're not going to do any kind of clinical analysis no it's, no we just but take a- it uh, for the word and a lot of it is to do with people in um with limited financial resources, Mm -hmm. as we all have limitations, but um, people on a very fixed income, a a smaller fixed income, because the classes are subsidized and we have a bursary program available at CASA, so it covers 75% of the class fee. class fee is already pretty cheap. We try and keep costs as classes for cost recovery, so we're just trying to recoup the cost of running a class to pay the teacher and all that kind of stuff. But um, they're normally $90 and that would be a seven week course, an hour and a half for seven weeks. So 10 and a half hours for $90. And that's all materials included. Wow, that's great. But then because of the bursary, they, that reduces it down to only 22 dollars wow. which is like super affordable for almost everyone. And yeah. so there are lots of different bursary programs at CASA. We have a lot of like people that help out. The Allied Arts Council help, you know, there's even bequeathment sometimes, which go into th- that kind of program. And yeah, there's it's it's kind of uh, I think it's like yeah people can have anxiety, social anxiety, being in a small class size. Yeah. Um, it I know when I was in the Ed program, like integrate, like full integration is yeah. kind of the the return to full integration, but it seems that I as far as I know kind of steering away from that a bit now again like there's more special schools for for people who are gifted or more more programs for people who do have individual needs when I was in the program there's talk about integration but then there's also this is many years ago too but there was integration but there was also um, in IEPs individual education plans yeah so teachers were expected to Tailor their lessons to gifted children, to kids with learning disabilities, kids with um, coded, such as behavior issues. And they have
0: also 30 or 40 kids. Yeah, and they have like 30 kids.
1: In fact, where we're sitting is in John Savile's architect, um, Savile Group Architecture, the Trianon. Um, his, his wife actually Dawn King Hunter right. was my last practicum I was in her grade 6 oh, class really. at Agnes Davidson and it was a great experience I went on a field trip with the kids to, um, to that was like a fun thing but yep. went on a field trip to uh drum heller and we, we slept under the dinosaurs really? in the trail museum oh, wow. and there are some pretty funny <laughs> things that happened, but uh, yeah it was a great time i met a lot of great teachers it was a great experience but i it really hit home that oh, wow this is a lot. a lot yeah and i don't think it's where I should be. And yeah. so then I did some soul searching and stuff and decided to go back and finish just my BFA and yeah. get the it takes requirements a lot of guts to get that,
0: you know, like some t- to reassess and to figure out where, it, where it is and what you want and yeah. And the Bowman was really,
1: life. yeah. And like the Allied Arts Council and the Bowman was really a saving grace for me because I didn't really know what to do once school ended, and it was like, well, I came to Lethbridge to become an art teacher, and now that's not looking like... Good. And
0: why did you stay in Lethbridge?
1: Uh, it was, in, like from the get-go, it was when I, I moved here, all my belongings fit in my dad's minivan. <laughs> I had a bicycle, I had a couple bags of clothes. And i moved into a furnished place with a family of family, like extended family that i never met before. Yeah. And I lived with them for the first eight months of universe, university. And then Darcy and I became roommates actually shortly after that. Once you uh, got past annoying once,
0: him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it, we, I annoyed him back in, in college. And then I continue to annoy him to this day. But no, um, the... Uh, yeah, when I moved down here, I I, I was I remember t- just taking a bike ride when I first got here, uh, set up you know at home and stuff for the new home, uh, which was just like a r- really great great basement suite in this beautiful home and uh, yeah it was a sweet deal it was yeah. what do you call it. Well, Room, room and board when you get food oh, as yeah, well yeah, yeah. so they cooked <laughs> for me like and it was like 500 bucks a month
0: oh sweet and
1: I'm like coasting <laughs> here it was just too good to be true but anyway they were great people um Dale and Muriel <laughs> I won't say their the last name to embarrass them but not that they, I don't know if they'd see this ever but anyway um yeah so I just love the city. like I, I took a bike tear all the way through the. Yeah. I didn't know where was where. Like I've been to Leftbridge a couple times before when I was younger, when I was 18, because a friend that I lived with in in grade 12 when we were roommates in grade 12. His parents moved down to Lethbridge that year and so he chose to stay back in Grand Prairie and his parents moved to Lethbridge. So I did have that connect down here and I did touch base with him and his family when isn't I moved it, down is Isn't there. it
0: amazing when you're coming into Lethbridge? Oh yeah. Like you oh, yeah. At, like, and
1: then the, drive
0: and then all of a sudden like. The coolies,
1: right? Yeah. The so coolies I, got, I are took are just that, amazing. Yeah. And I took the, my bike for a big turn, and I ended up, I think. As the furthest I got was to where Valley Village is now, or the movie oh, mill,
0: really, and by, the college, sort yeah, of. by the college. Yeah, by the college, and
1: I just went on this big tear, and then, well, I got to get home now, and so <laughs> I biked back a different way, and I just love the trails, and and then. The university life was really interesting. I met tons of interesting people. I did weird things with weird people and I became weirder. (laughs) And, and it is, and I really, I really, for the first time, like I have lots of family back in Grand Prairie and I would go home every year, twice a year, Christmas and summer. And I'd always go home to Edmonton, visit family there, and then Grand Prairie and visit and go home and stay for a while. And I did that because it was cheap on the Greyhound. Yeah. Like I told you earlier, I'm frugal. (laughs) So I'd get the student deal, which was like two one way, no, four one way trips anywhere in Alberta for $99. Oh, holy cow. So, yeah. So it was like all the way to Grand Prairie for 25 bucks. It was so cheap. So I could afford that as a student. So I I made sure to go home lots and, and visit. And, uh, yeah, there are things here that I, I got to do. Like I played, uh, on a baseball team here, which I love baseball back home. That was yeah. something I did every summer and I haven't done that since I was actually, uh, Alexis was working for the, the Herald yeah, and I joined their team for one game. So that was fun as ever. <laughs> and, but yeah, it's, i I kind of set up roots here in, in a weird way because I don't, once you graduate university and there's all these people that I've met and this networking, yeah. working at the Bowman from 2000 to say, say I finished my, my university career at 2006, yeah. um, then I was like, why would I want to leave? Like yeah. I've got like this great organization that I work for and I, I even had in 2000, I 2004 no yeah 2004 I went to New Zealand to visit my brother in New Zealand and my director Suzanne at at the Allied Arts Council she's they threw this big party for me (laughs) and I'm like I'm not leaving like they're like but you're going to New Zealand for two months and I'm like i know but (laughs) this is my home and they're like really like that's new zealand (laughs) you're gonna learn how to surf like why would you come home yeah and i'm like because this is my home and and so i just i just felt at home here yeah and then in it's got
0: such a great art scene oh yeah like there's
1: nothing like it's good in grand prairie but it's it's fixed up truck country yeah that's like Quadding and I like to do those kind of things. I like quadding. I like, you know, going out in the bush and stuff Camping that's I was just camping yesterday for my birthday, but I love doing those things but in Lethbridge, You've got the mountains, you've got the way more the another thing is like the winters are so, so relaxed yeah, yeah. and warmer compared to Grand Prairie. Yeah. I hated yeah. minus forty. I abhorred it. I didn't yeah, like when you get snow I didn't like winter state, driving. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like you're in it for six months yeah. of heavy snow there. Like no Here if it
0: gets minus twenty yeah. and it's the like more complain. than a few days. Yeah. I'm just like cranky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this
1: is
0: this is bold. But yeah.
1: So uh, when I came like, yeah. So and, and then in 2010, I met my partner, current partner and only partner, <laughs> uh, Pam, uh, Vera. And, and we've, also, we've been together for 11. O- 11 years this year. Oh. It's crazy. Like, yeah. and she's my first serious girlfriend since grade three. She's so, amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she She's amazing. Um, before I let you go, she's an
1: artist too. So I, she met, is. I'm I met her, her at the show. Bowman under oh. under the art in the arts. Like she was went to figure drawing, life drawing, and oh, I okay. and I worked at Cass or at the Bowman at the time, and yeah, yeah,
0: that's how you guys met.
1: Yeah, we met right at the Bowman. So
0: oh, nice. It's pretty cool. That Bowman, man, I'll tell you.
1: That's got Bowman, some, and now yeah.
0: Casa, That's got some history there.
1: Yeah, and, and <laughs> Cass actually you know, before it was the IGA, and then before that it was an opera house or some type of- I only know some it type as of IGA. Thea- yeah, and then before that, but years ago, it really? was like a theater oh, or, wow. or opera house, some type of arts yeah. center. Um, yeah, oh, so originally. So it's come
0: back.
1: Yeah, it's came back. <laughs> to haunt you can't us get rid of it, way. you
0: can put I a version. I have no stuff. idea.
1: I talk really fast and I say a lot of things. So I don't know if we've been here an hour or two hours, <laughs> I have no idea, there's, there's no, it's still light it's, outside. It's like, so. it's like a
0: bar, so it's, it's yeah. there's no clock in here, you just okay. keep talking.
1: Just ramble, <laughs> ramble on.
0: Well I wanted to make sure before I let you go though, um, I know that you participated in, I don't know what they call it, like the wraps, like where you guys have... Um, wrapped up the electrical boxes and stuff like that and Galt Gardens oh the
1: utility yeah Yeah. the utility yeah I I got my first um, public art um, successful application yeah and it was for the utility box wrap so it's the utility um
0: I wish I knew more about what a
1: utility box does, (laughs) anyway. Well, what they did was looked
0: ugly before, so.
1: Yeah, they looked ugly, they did, and I even put that in my application. (laughs) I was like, to beautify something that's an eyesore, I use the word eyesore in quotes, I believe, and and so, yeah, mine, I got lucky, there's a bunch in Galt Gardens, and then they had one at CASA as an option and my application for CASA was successful and so I have one of this it's the original painting is one I did last summer for a fundraiser for the gallery and and it sold to I don't know who and I met the lady briefly but um, she I did this fundraiser for the gallery last summer and it was one of 35 paintings it was two panels so it was two of 35 paintings and they were just five by seven inch so very small so yeah. this painting was 10 inches by seven inches yeah and now it's on a big utility box wrapped all the way around it so they blew it up um, they scanned it uh, I worked with Suzanne Griffiths with um, she she does a lot of graphic design for the Allied arts Council yeah and then Warwick printing did the um,
0: installing they, they did
1: the installing and the vinyl wrap and everything like it that. it
0: looks so, amazing yeah it looks and it kind of looks, looks like
1: paint like yeah. it's so cool because it has all the texture I did really thick brush application with that one and just I'll
0: have to go look at and it was person. very
1: quickly done it's kind of funny to do something it's like I said before like but it didn't take long but yeah. that I didn't have to build those stretchers
0: Yeah. Oh, Rick, yeah.
1: Rick you who've you've had on the show yeah he hit him at his wife Jean they it was COVID happened, and I didn't have any materials. Even even Michaels was closed. so You know it's COVID. That's right,
0: right. They never close.
1: <laughs> and I couldn't. I didn't have any materials. And they just dropped off these pieces of wood that I believe Leela gave them. Oh. <laughs> and they didn't have any use for them, so they dropped them off at my door, and I'm like. Well, at the very least, (laughs) they'll start a good fire this summer, right? That's what I'm thinking. And then I just started painting on some panels just for kicks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it brainstormed my head, 35 panels I've got here that are in good shape. (gasps) Yeah. I could paint for 35 days and sell them for 35 dollars and put all the money to the gallery and
0: oh, and so see.
1: yeah and then I got matching uh, donation but
0: it looked that's just before you skip over that
1: yeah um, so the, the utility box like
0: they were installed and it was sort of part of like a it was
1: a it was a display part of the summer salon right. as well as in at the same time as the summer salon it wasn't part of the summer salon but it was on display and people could buy them like actively, and then they were on display till a certain date and then everyone just took them home. Yeah. at the end of the display. and I think it was up until the end of the summer salon and then and then they went by. and then <laughs> the board that was, <laughs> once again, I'm frugal with materials. Mm-hmm. So I took the board that they were all on, which is a big four by four sheet of plywood., yeah. and I built a table for my studio. It's <laughs> on the underside, it's got all the titles of all the <laughs> all the paintings. And like Velcro that was holding them all <laughs> in place. So that's my table in the basement studio where of our house. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like to recycle and upcycle if I can and you know, to try yeah. things let, not let things go to waste and
0: No, that's a, that's a good trait to have.
1: Yeah. And um, Leela, we mentioned like the public art and that. Yeah. Did she tell you the good news or yeah. I because we only found out yesterday so no, I doubt so it. Won't have
0: known. But
1: um we applied it was her initiative because she came to me and said would you be interested in collaborating on a a, a mural pro proposal and I was like sure and and so it's the city's doing another um, big mural initiative it's called the mural pilot pilot project which is for this year 2021 and and uh And we were successful. I found out yesterday on my birth, on my birthday. So there, I think they have, they have at least five sites and we've got one, which is the funniest thing, like most peculiar, I mean, and funny is it's at the Oliver building Oh, (laughs) and it's where Robert Bechtel, you should have him on your show. Have you had him on your show? No, not yet, but I know for sure. And, and so it was, it's outside his studio on the porch that that his studio walked his window walked Kelly and I
0: used to drink outside. There you go (laughs) so there's (laughs) a blast
1: in the past yeah but and and so so that's that wall it's 10 feet high by 19 running feet and we're going to collaborate having one of my abstract designs in the background yeah and then one of her um, fauna or animals in the foreground
0: oh so yeah
1: so it's going to be like this it's actually going to be similar more similar in style to what she has on her utility box
0: yeah her so you cool can too. yeah
1: you can see the one it's on the northeast corner of galt gardens yeah it's yeah. awesome yeah yeah
0: they are they're very so, cool yeah so it was oh, like congratulations yeah it was like That's birthday wonderful. news i was like yay <laughs> <laughs> well
1: it. and
0: you also have and i think you've organized it but the clay like of your is it your students work or something that's no, going to be that
1: that's are you thinking of the potted plants or
0: I don't know I thought I thought there was something that you had put together that was an exhibition with the pottery no I must be wrong there
1: is there is what you might have heard is um Alexis actually she um she she made pinch pots yeah she was like kind of going through physical therapy in a in, well yeah. in a roundabout way not formal but because yeah, yeah. Um, she I did I saw on your show she did say she is diagnosed with MS so it's yeah. not a secret. No. So it was helping her just kind of work with her hands again because it did impair her hands right at the beginning pretty bad Yeah, and so it was a good chance for her to do pinch pots uh, with some recycled clay a little bit softer clay and she made 21 pinch pots and then we glazed them the CASA staff glazed all the pots. So we put designs on them and uh, did some dunking glazes on some and then some more decorative looking things on others. And then we're doing, she wanted it to be a fundraiser for the gallery, so we're selling them for just a flat $20 per per pot, but it comes with a plant so her and I and our friend Beanie, She was another person. Yeah. I know. I should Uh, be
0: making a list while you're talking. It's like all
1: my friends are artists. So it's like, you gotta have my friends on your show. It's like (laughs) Darcy feels the same way. He's like, I hate to like turn my friends down when they apply for the, his shows at at Casa because he knows everybody. Yeah, Yeah. And more people than I do, I think in, in the art scene. Yeah. And so and and he feels nepotistic (laughs) like in his job but it's not it's just he you you can't just say ignore all the people because he he knows all the people there most of them are friends but yeah um so
0: you you but yeah we
1: potted the plants in the casa parking ah, lot okay and it was filmed and by an intern and then we um and then so the plants are just being watered in half of them have sold and the ha- other half are available, and all the money goes to the gallery program. Oh, so. nice.
0: Yeah. So it's um, you've mentioned that a couple times because you've donated to this gallery program, and then she oh, had yeah. as well. So is that, I mean, is it sort of like, um, I don't know. I hadn't really heard of that before, but I guess it's sort of.
1: Well, I, I, I did it because I, I, I had the, com- I was compelled to paint. I I I am always (laughs) brainstorming for fundraiser ideas and Darcy knows me this way like because I'm I'm honestly like you know I I I get some crazy notions in my head and and sometimes they become something (laughs) most of the time for the good they just are ideas but it's I think I usually let the fundraising experts do the work and do the figuring out. Sometimes I've done initiatives on my own, such as, do you remember art for backpacks? Yeah, yeah. So there's like that one, a fundraiser for the shelter. And and Darcy helped me a lot with the logistics of that because he did. And, um, but yeah, we raised $2,000 in that one. I mean, most paintings sold for like, 40 50 bucks yeah which was a, you know lots of steel right for original art yeah but but um yeah I mean I've done a few initiatives but most of the time I just like supporting other fundraisers because honestly I paint because I enjoy it and if other people can benefit either financially or to beautify their homes it's like yay it's double win right so
0: well thanks for doing that. Yeah. Um it's it's nice to have champions for the arts and for our community and yeah. being able to bring art and community together yeah so thanks for doing that yeah, yeah.
1: always on my on my vitae or resume for art yeah. is i i to me it's just as important as volunteering or at which it kind of is volunteering but mm-hmm. i have a section all at the end called community involvement right and that just lists what do i do and what right. and why do i do it this yeah. kind of explained but yeah. um yeah because I mean if you're not part of your community or responsive to your community and I wish I was more part of the solution with the current crisis with the drug problem and everything I don't know what to do you know I, don't I think know what a lot of people either. just don't yeah. know what how you can help but I mean I do little things it's yeah. you know you do little little things here and there but I also feel like yeah you try your best but I'm not skilled I don't have the skill set I, I feel and
0: well and I think that's where um... I
1: talked to my uncle once about it and he came down for a visit and he's like you know what people need is they just they just need a job like yeah. they need meaningful and I I kind of had this epiphany one time and I was going to start this thing called the map and it was a, a meaningful art what did the map stand for meaningful art meaning meaningful um, the map of life, so it was the meaningful art
0: purpose no
1: no me- meaningful it wasn't art it was me- a meaningful activity plan uh, okay. so it was your meaningful activity plan. it just came to me it was like everybody needs a map for life, and we don't have a map like there's no solution on how to live, so I was like you know people like lost souls you'd think right well I was a lost soul when yeah. I was younger too right and art kind of found me and I it's you know saved me gave me purpose and give give me motivation and drive and things like that because I was struggled like a lot of people <laughs> do when they're young yeah. and and so I thought if people had like a map like if they had like and actually a visual map and so when I worked with a an organization in town called SASHA, the Southern Liberty yeah. Self-Help Association. So I was on the board for, the, for them for a number of years. And we actually did a map activity. I actually made that happen, but mm-hmm. it was um, so what we did was we did a collage. I, I brought like heaps of magazine to the the residents of of Sasha, yeah. and they invited. And they they were. I was told by the staff that they actually came for the free food. They they could care less about my project, but they participated. Yeah, so but university. they participated actively. It's like come for the food, stay yeah. for the project. you if you, uh,
0: if you but,
1: uh... yeah. So they but anyway, and the and the idea was. What are the things in your life that have brought you joy in the past? What do you presently enjoy, if anything? And Mm -hmm. what would you like to maybe do with your time, whether it's job, volunteer, uh, hobby, fun, like anything, like something that gives you purpose to get up in the morning and do something other than shoot up or whatever, you know, whatever your, your problem or crisis is. Yeah. And so it was like maybe I'm gonna take a picture, even something as simple as a picture of a pizza. Yeah. While I l- I used to work at a pizza parlor, so and I enjoy or I like eating. Maybe I wanna take up cooking, like yeah. just anything that motivates you or gives you drive. Yeah. And I told Darcy one time, he's like, yeah, you could really do something. He's like, yeah. can I get in on this? We could drum up. Something. <laughs> no, no, we were just joking. But yeah, yeah. but seriously, I think, yeah. I think if, if we do have like a reason and mine is art is a big part of my life. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have art, I don't know what I'd be, I'd probably play a lot more poker because I'm a bit of an addicted gambler <laughs> recovering gambler <laughs> and I don't spend any money on gambling except for a friendly two dollar buy-in game yeah. with artists friends of mine but honestly I, I've actually played with Billy McCarroll one time we played at a more expensive table' it was like a five dollar table <laughs> but that you know yeah. so anything that sort of and and so I I think like and I think everybody, I mean, I'm biased maybe, but I think everybody loves the creative process. Like yeah. everybody lo- gravitate.
0: There's everybody, some people that are really scared of it though, right? Like it's
1: intimidating, but yeah. anybody can pick up a pencil. Anyone can draw what they're looking at. I think and if it doesn't can. look perfect, that's fine. That's how you start, right? But I think, yeah.
0: it, it, I think everyone can. Yeah, I think not everyone does. Or they're not interested in it or. Well, and I think because there's intimidation. Yeah. Or it's also not given um, the same. um,
1: Well, if it would be given like, just like, it's not about the money. If you can take the money out of the equation. Cause that's a big problem in art, which is like inflating the price to millions of dollars, and then there's that whole school of thought of, you know, artists are just a bunch of snooty rich people, and that whole game.
0: Well, no, you want to make a living, sure. (laughs) No, no, Uh,
1: I'm not saying art shouldn't be about. You know, you shouldn't be able to make a living as an artist. I'd never say that. Like, there's musicians, there's actors, there's visual artists, all the of the above, dancers, the whole gamut, right? Yeah. 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 but yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to say anything. I, I, all I'm saying is like, if you have, like that's when I talked about, you know, the drug crisis in, yeah, in, yeah. in the city and, and cause I, I don't feel connected to the solution. Yeah. Yet I've had passing thoughts that thought, you know, if, if I talk with people who are experts in the field, maybe that would be a, a you know, a useful tool, right?
0: you should you should pursue that yeah I, think. I might
1: i don't know because you
0: have you have the heart for anyone it, else is to welcome
1: to take that and <laughs> run with it i have no intellectual property rights i'm not i'm not i could care less about an intellectual property for myself because yeah. Yeah. everyone's stealing ideas from each other like oh it's, yeah yeah or that's being why when you were saying well influence yeah influenced and
0: yeah. um we don't in a way we don't own anything we do we do own our work but
1: We own our bodies.
0: um, We we own our bodies. (laughs) We own our minds. (laughs) We
1: own our minds, sort of. of. (laughs) The media has control of some of it.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks for joining me (laughs) today. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um and uh, it was kinda nice to have the little interruption with Alexis and Darcy. Yeah <laughs>
1: I, I even scored some chocolate for my you got, fix. Like, four different fix. I know we've got and you've got the all lit, the uh orange intense, <laughs> the lime zest. Lime I've zest. had this before it's really nice. It's a little spicy, it's oh, chilly. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a spicy guy, but I I love the sea salt. Me too. Me too. I
0: don't know about the lime zest. Have you ever tried that? I've never. No, I've never tried
1: lime zest and I know I've tried orange, but I've never tried lime zest. This is good. And they're all dark. Is is that like to say something about me that I'm dark?
0: Uh, well, no, I think it's, it's about being healthy and okay. stuff like that. Okay, right? I'm, I'm a health dark freak. dark chocolate's healthy. That's why I'm going <laughs> to eat
1: all of these in one sitting. Okay. So,
0: um, But where can people find your work? do you have Um, like do you put it on facebook well
1: i don't have a website which is really lame but i do have um yeah and the last post was about 10 years ago
0: oh (laughs) but it's it it has a
1: really good sampling of what i do yeah and Interesting on there is is when I was part of the AFA traveling exhibition program.
0: I'd like to, yeah. Yeah, I'm so that to
1: that that whole experience is on that site, and that never gets taken down. The blog spot's permanent, and it was free. You should probably I'm tell frugal. us
0: what that experience was. You should probably tell us what this. Well, I it was. should let you it's, get away without <laughs> okay. telling me about well,
1: it. Well, uh, so I, I had this show at the Bowman a number of years ago, which Darcy basically helped me so much. Whoa, whoa, whoa I just don't hit myself. Oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, Darcy um, gave me the opportunity to have an exhibition at the Bowman Arts Center in 2000, oh, what was that? 2008, I guess? 2008, 2009. And then Dean Reeves, is, is it still, this is still good? or yeah, yeah, it should be Dean fine. Reeves um, oh, wait. front with the AFA. It just fell on the floor, but it's... But is yeah. the
0: little uh, bud there? yeah okay yeah. sorry
1: um technical technical uh, <laughs> difficulties a little hiccup yeah uh dean reeves he was with the alberta foundation for the arts he's another awesome artist who yeah. lives in lethbridge now oh, but, okay um anyways he found the um he went and just was checking out art while he happened to be visiting from medicine hat yeah and saw the show and and he's like wow i love it and so he He actually took me out for dinner at, um, at, uh, what do you call it? The old fire hall. Oh yeah. Um,
0: when it was, when it used to be
1: Hanotic, yeah. So I think it was either Hanotic or the one before Hanotic, but it was around that time and, and, uh, and yeah, he's like, do you want to be part of this program? And and then he displayed what it was, which is basically, it's a two year traveling exhibition. Wow. that tours schools, museums, and libraries in Alberta. And it paid very healthily. Like that's when I thought, wow, I could be a career artist yeah. <laughs> because there's some bucks here. Yeah. But you know, the AFA has taken a lot of financial hits since so they don't pay or they're, they, they've lost harder, a lot of their funding. Yeah. Everything's harder and more constrained. Yeah. But anyway, it was a really healthy program oh, cool. at the time. And I got to be a part of that for two years. And I what also. What
0: was
1: the submission? Um, my work that but was, in oh, was it was it? the drip driving. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it was a, uh, intersect. So basically how I did these paintings was I just stumbled across the process in my studio with some leftover paint. Yeah. Did some drips but I often did drip paintings and that was just kind of fun to me well just that day I happened to do drips this way drips the other way turned it around and did all four sides yeah and then it created this grid and I was like wow that's something yeah and then I went with it and started filling in the negative space with different colors and did that for like nine years or so no not nine years I did them for a number of years now I do them again because I really enjoy the process but long story short with that is we um that was what was in the exhibit and so I created an education package uh, to accompany the exhibition Uh and so it was for K to three and then four to six and then seven to nine and then ten to twelve so four different age groups And the kids could do different, like for the little kids, what they did, the K to three was construction paper. They would cut out shapes of construction paper and then glue it. And that would be the negative space filled in to create the positive space and the line work. And then the the next kids used uh, the four to six. They did um, markers. So they could create their own line drip work yeah. with markers. And then I think both the 7 to 9 and, and 10 to 12 were invited to use um, watercolor um, or liquid acrylic, whatever yeah. they had in the school and then create drips and then do the same process that I did in the yeah. paintings. And so I'd go to the schools. I would do a talk. I would talk about my paintings and what how I did the approach. And then I talk about color theory and the you know what how paintings come together for me and and what I was trying to achieve compositionally well maybe not so much compositionally but visually with the color selections and things yeah and sometimes it was obvious and and I would say why is this painting called this and you'd have a conversation with the kids and it get them thinking yeah and there was like a little game with it and there was all sorts of things involved in the in the ed package and then i got to go to the schools and not to all of them obviously there's too many but went to um went to uh, Agnes Davidson, which yeah, is funny, yeah. where my my teaching career died. <laughs> and well, it, well it didn't it die. It, 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 it just changed. It changed, went, it changed. I, where I I mean, teaching it you, altered.
0: You, you are the teacher that you thought you would be, or you yeah, are an art are teacher, a teacher that I intended. Just, I wanted
1: to teach art, and yeah. now I get to just teach art. So exactly. it's pretty cool. So yeah,
0: it's um,
1: come, thank you.
0: Come the right See, route.
1: you're like the silver lining <laughs> kind of lady. Um, so. So, yeah, and, and, uh, and so did the Ed Package and went to Agnes Davidson, went to Robert Rundle School in St. Albert, oh, wow. went to Brooks High School, and I went to St. Pat's Fine Arts Elementary. So I hit...
0: Was it was really a, cool seeing how the
1: students sort yeah, of Yeah, their work, work blew my mind. Yeah. Like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Their work was way more complex and way more thought out and way more experimental uh-huh. and I was like I started <laughs> I started borrowing some of their techniques yeah, yeah, because yeah. I would do grid yeah. grid grid and then sometimes it would be bigger rectangles and sometimes little squares and sometimes organic shapes yeah but then I saw these kids and they were turning it while it was dripping Right. And all of a sudden there was all these weird sort of line work and like op art. Yeah. And, uh, and then they would fill it in, but then they'd like get these little details. And like it's on the, if you go to Aaron. Hagen, no, what is it? Aaron, Com. Yeah. And you go there, you can see what all the oh, kids cool. did. Yeah. And it's like, and a sampling. I didn't put, post everything, but I post a lot of their pictures Blogspot's on there. It's
0: easy. You it's should be so adding cool. your latest stuff.
1: Yeah, I know. I really, <laughs> I know. I should. It's I, not, it's I, I, right? I should, I should probably just do that and just skip the website yeah, idea because totally. that's been on the back burner oh. for too long. And
0: it's so easy to update. Yeah. And yeah. yeah.
1: and you can do a commentary it's it's a lot more uh like it's i guess it'd be like a like a commentary it'd be a lot more uh conversational with your viewer a little bit more because you've given more information i did one for a couple
0: years for my gorilla gardening Okay. Did a did a blog spot. They're they're great, I think. Yeah. And we I don't know, you don't you know, they were sort of in fashion for a while. Yeah. You don't see them very much, but they're a great They're just as easy good as a website oh, and, I think kind so. of thing. Yeah. So put your new stuff on. So yeah, I gotta see I
1: got do some new stuff. <laughs> if you go to Umami, they're really good supporters of the arts and the um, Patricia and Sven over there, they uh, they bought a few of my paintings. So they're right oh. when you walk into mommy on the right and left, and then there's a couple in this in the shop. Um, so yeah, they've supported my art and yeah. I've given them a couple, a couple, a yeah. couple sort of, I gave them a one year anniversary gift, <laughs> you guys survived a business in Lethbridge <laughs> for a year. You deserve a gift kind of thing. I'm like, so happy we have them. Cause honestly, like yeah. it's so hard to start a new business and survive that first year. Like they're really. good for you did amazing yeah your store was a great store like and people yeah like people had like good life experience in working for you well I mean
0: for me when I opened the shop art was like one of the forefronts it was like art and feminism and activism were like part of the tenants of having the shop so we sold clothes but those things were really close to me too yeah supporting those other things but enough about me
1: so i want to see your
0: stuff i want to have i'll I'll put a link of of the blogs yeah and then other than
1: that go to a fundraiser and you'll probably see my work (laughs) and can buy one for a song (laughs) usually you'll get it less than market value I used to always donate to the SAG fundraiser every yeah, year. Yeah. I, I've always donated to the, um, uh, art, I, every year I, I donate to, um, Woods Homes children benefit dinner. Yeah. And that's a unique one. Uh, cause I often just do my thing as an artist, do yeah. whatever I feel like, but I always make an exception for Woods Homes every year and I do something along their children benefit theme this year. They don't have a theme because so I get to do open ended, but, um, they they have a kids like one year was say Pinocchio and one year it was the Lion King and one year it was uh, Jack and the Beanstalk so Jack and the Beanstalk I did an uh, abstract but it was organic looking stalk right. growing and it was a two foot by oh, five wow, foot cool. so it was yeah. like to go with you know the the, yeah. the shape yeah. right yeah. and then one for the Lion King was abstracted of course but It was this intense lion staring right at you and it was radiating his mane was in yellows and so i had a lot like i really have fun with those because and one was aladdin so i did it was one of my drip paintings but i did it i reworked an older painting and and gave it to them for their fundraiser and and it was called magic carpet ride so just just fun things i titled them appropriately and and uh but usually it's just like paintings I either have in stock or that I'll just give to a fundraiser. That one is a special one to me. Yeah. I really believe in their, in their, um, in their mission, their vision as an organization. Like I actually did a, a when I was doing social documentary work, um, I took photos when they were first building Woods Homes yeah. and documented the youth shelter because I was like, blew yeah. my mind. Like, we have yeah. a youth shelter. It's great, but it's also really not exactly. great, yeah, right? Exactly. So I, I, I took photos of the beds. There's, I believe, six or eight beds in the basement there. And then even things as simple as their laundry, their kitchen, yeah. Yeah. and their sitting room. And so I did these this big... Um